Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. I'm your show. <laughs> I'm, it's, no. What is it? Welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast, the show about everything and nothing all at once. I'm your host, the one and only host of Loudmouth, Madison Hadler. You would think, how many times have, been, have I been saying that? How many episodes have I said that on? And yet, I still mess it up. What is that? I made, I made it up myself. How can I mess up? my own made-up lines. Anyway, happy Friday. What a silly little start to this day. I hope that you all have had a good week and have great plans for the weekend ahead. Um, I'm so excited because this is the second part of our Loud and Proud series during Pride Month. Basically, I just asked a bunch of people that I think are cool and that are queer to talk about their queer experiences and about how cool they are and about how being queer made them cool. So this week, we have Pablo the Don on, who this is their second time coming on Loudmouth Podcast. I will link their first episode down in the show notes. We talked about what they actually do, more about their job um, and what they do online. But this interview, we talked a little bit about them being non-binary, about their coming out story, how that affects how they interact with people online, so on and so forth. And we talk a little bit about music and queer artists and a lot about the Kehlani interview where they were super weird about her and SZA and everything like that. So we get a little into depth about the queer life, queer experience, and I'm so excited to have Pablo on again to talk about this with us um, because their stories, it's just fun to hear everybody's stories. And it's even more fun when you know the person and get to watch them online and hear kind of how they got to be because you may know that they're non-binary but how did they figure that out what what is the advice that they have to give to others so I hope that you all enjoy my conversation with Pablo and get some insight from them I know. Nice to see you. How have you been doing? I'm good. Just super busy all the time, but I'm good. Yeah. Uh, my name is Pablo. Um, I am a music critic, journalist, and I work in social media now. Um, my pronouns are they, them. And yeah, thanks for having me on again. Of course. I'm so excited. Okay. Let's just start out with a little bit. If you're comfortable with telling kind of like your coming out story or kind of what led you to where you are now. And if it was like a bunch of mini revelations or whatever, just tell your journey. I feel like it's like super anticlimactic <laughs> in a way, in a way. Um, I definitely think like coming out to like my parents and stuff was like kind of a breadcrumbing, if you will. Okay. <laughs> like I was like, let's test the waters and tell them I like boys and girls. And then like, then in like 2020, I think I was just like, you know what? It was like maybe like the week before the pandemic hit too, which is <laughs> hilarious. I just like called my mom. I was like, yep, <laughs> this is it. Boom. And then um, then like I went home that same weekend because I was living in D.C. at the time. I went home mm -hmm. that same weekend, had like had like a horrible, not a horrible time, but it was like we were. I was going home for a funeral. And that same week, 
like me and an ex had broke up and so I was like in shambles to say yeah. the, the very least I guess and so I was at that point where I was like I just want to move back home like I I I'm done. Like, I don't want to live in DC. I just want to go back to Florida at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have any friends here really anymore because most of my friends were their friends. So I got ready to go home. So I texted my parents and was like, I want to go home or before I left to go back to DC, before I came back to Florida, I was like, I want to come home. This is, we had no idea about the pandemic. I was like, I want to go home like da da da. And I was like telling my mom that, and she was like, well, you got to tell your dad. So I literally just texted my dad on the plane. Like what had happened? He's like, is this you telling me that um, you're gay? And I was like, well, yeah. So can I come home? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, if you want to, um, I didn't go home. I stayed for like another two weeks and then COVID mm -hmm. hit and then I went home. And then you went home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like to think that I might have manifested COVID just COVID? to go home. Just to I, go home. No. I was going to say, though, that's like perfect timing to have that kind of, I mean, obviously not great, but like for what happened after that, that's like you were foreseeing it. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. And then as for like pronouns, they still don't understand or get those things. So we kind of just, it is what it is, but it's yeah. like. I don't mind it from them just because it's like they don't have that grasp and I rather like be okay with um not it's not be okay with them disrespecting because I don't look at it as disrespect mm -hmm. it's more like um I'm fine with it because it's way harder to try to explain this thing yeah. than like sit there and constantly feel disrespected so I don't feel disrespected by them but like other people yeah mm -hmm. um I don't feel like it's difficult because like that's the first thing I say or not say, but like I think that's like kind of the known thing now. Like mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's a necessary like for most people, I wasn't socialized to them as like one thing or the other. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, this is the pronouns type. Yeah. Thing. So it's and much it's easier. Yeah. And especially on like things like Twitter and stuff where you have your pronouns like right there. It's like yeah. it's just accessible information. Without exactly yeah needing an introduction or anything like that exactly but um as far as like coming to the realization mm -hmm. I don't know I always uh I felt like I mean when I was a kid I grew up in uh, church and stuff and like I didn't feel weird I didn't feel different I just felt like myself I always felt like myself but mm -hmm. I never felt I don't think I think the thing a lot of people feel as though is a lot of the pronoun situation has to do with how people feel about their gender identity and things like that and while like sure in like real time and there's certain things about my body that like eh, I'm not too like fond of yeah but as far as like the pronoun thing goes it's for me it's more so because I'm not comfortable being attached to like a role like I don't want to mm -hmm. be like you have to do this and this and this and this because you're a woman it's like I rather just not be have any gendered language about anything and so because of that that's why I identify the way I do because like I just find the roles that are attached to gendered language to be stupid no matter man or woman so that's more my thing rather than me like not feeling like I identify as like uh -huh. I don't think I would have and I think that's part of the reason why I don't really care that much about my parents and the pronoun thing because yes. it's like like I don't feel uncomfortable being referenced as a woman. I feel uncomfortable when people try to like uh, attach all the gender role to things to that. Yes. Like yes. you have to cook, you have to clean, you have to like be a caretaker. And I'm like, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's I don't have to do any of that. If I do it, it's because I choose to. And I think like men can be just as capable of doing those things as well. So it's, 
it's definitely more so because of what comes attached with the gendered language than like Mm -hmm. how I feel about myself. Yes, exactly. And when did you, when did you start like identity, like going by they, them pronouns? Do you Um, remember? Or it was, it it was that same X, like they were um, Mm -hmm. non-binary and I thought it was like an interesting concept. Theirs was much more attached to their body and how they felt and not wanting to identify as like man or woman. Mm -hmm. But like the more we would talk, I would be like, yeah, I'm just not cool with like how this whole thing like gets, uh, how do I put it? I'm like, I'm not cool with like the language that gets attached to this. Like, I'm yeah. not, like, I'm not ever going to be a homemaker. Like that's not like, <laughs> no, uh, I'm not going to be like cook and clean, wash every, like, that's not me. Like, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, I think you need to like, think about, um, your pronouns. And I was like, maybe I do, maybe I yeah. do. And so I did. And it definitely became more so of like being this, I, I knew at that point that I wanted to go into like uh, criticism and stuff. And like, I wanted to try to do that online again. Mm-hmm. It definitely became more of a point too, with like my online persona that I didn't want to be like, I'm defending a woman because I am a woman or I'm defending a man because I I'm just defending a person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because they're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and so- I feel like, yeah, that makes sense with like also wanting to get away from like the rolled language. Like you're just a person doing yeah. it things that people do like exactly so they definitely like opened the door so shout out to them even though we had like a pretty nasty breakup but thank you to them for that part um just like introducing me to a concept and putting me around a lot of other people who just had different identities and like um being it was the first time I really had been a lot around a lot of trans people at one time they lived in like Mm a a um like a co-op like a collective that was all for queer people that's so cool and yeah so it was like I got to be around a lot of queer people and stuff and I realized like oh okay like not that I didn't fit into like cishet things because I did Mm -hmm. but um I was just like, oh, this is how other people that kind of like live the same life as me live. Cool. Uh-huh. Like I'd rather be around that, I think. And so, yeah, shout out to them for like it really helping me find the language, I guess, to like define myself, um, mm-hmm. even though I don't feel like I need to define myself, like giving me the language to not have to define to myself, not have to define your. Fa- yeah. Yes, exactly. And explain articulate why I didn't want to. Yeah, because but it can be easy to think, oh, you just like don't feel comfortable in your body one way or another. And there are a lot of stories like that. And that's valid, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. But it's also like, it's a big societal thing that comes with pronouns. Like, yeah. And I think like, for me being as radical as I can be, it made sense for myself, both in the way that like, you don't subscribe to anything that mm -hmm. like the rest of society really does. That's number one. And number two, like, I was like, okay, this just makes sense for me. Like even when I would like tell my friends and ask them, they'd be like, this fits you. Like this, this, this whole thing fits you. And I'm like, it does. Like, it just (laughs) feels like it's, it's me. It's just like, and I like that you also mentioned that, like, you've just always felt like you, like, it's just always been you. It is. And I, and that's the thing why I don't like people to make a, no, I won't say not make a big deal of it, but like, I'm still a person who like, if someone were to like misgender me, unless I know they're doing it on purpose, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, someone else corrects them. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. These, <laughs> this is how it goes now. Like I'm definitely much more protective of the identity online than I would say in real life, just because I think like um, real life, you have different 
connections, personal connections with people. And if they mm-hmm. do it, I know it's a genuine mistake. Whereas online, I know most 95% of the time it's on purpose. Yes, exactly. Cause it, again, it's right there. So it's like, yeah. you're actively choosing to not. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that kind of like goes into the next question of like, does or has your gender identity or queerness like influence the way you work online? Good ways yeah, or bad ways? I think so. I mean, I think, like I said, if I didn't have the language to like define or talk about myself, I wouldn't have the language to like talk about other queer people in media or other non-binary people in media in a way that I think not only is protecting Uh, protective of them and their identity but also like respectful but yeah I definitely think it has influenced the way if nothing else the way I just talk about non-binary people or like queer people even the things that like I talk about um I think because I don't I think like I obviously talk about a lot more queer topics and a lot more topics that include non-binary people uh like I just did that video about Kalani like two days ago Uh uh-huh their whole situation like I feel like if I weren't queer or didn't identify the way I did I probably wouldn't have talked about it like Mm -hmm. I probably just would have not been on my radar or I just would have been like wow that's messed up and moved on like it wouldn't have meant as much to me as it did yes and something that we talked about in our like last interview too Mm -hmm. is like about this idea um like I think you referenced like Miley Cyrus's interview with um Zach Sang or something like that and you were it was some kind of interview and oh you were it just was saying, probably uh Zane Lowe I think that was around Lowe. the time I was super yep. into the Apple music interviews yes and you're basically just saying like how if like you or someone who like understood Miley Cyrus or identified the same ways as Miley Cyrus does that interview like you could have gotten more out of it or things of that nature I definitely, I definitely think so. Like, I think when it comes to like interviews and stuff like that, when you're like, there are so many questions, especially thinking about that Kalani interview Mm -hmm. that they could have asked, but instead they focused their time on asking if they scissor scissor, like that's boring. They made like this beautiful album about spirituality, finding themselves both like in non-toxic companionship, Mm -hmm. but also like just in their own realm as a mom. Like there were so many things to talk to them about that had happened since they put out their last album in 2020, like during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was just a missed opportunity. They spent it like a lot of, and I made a video about this today, like a lot of urban media does being weird, antagonistic and invasive. And I just Mm -hmm. feel as though like, not to say that any like not to say that like urban or black media needs to be more like white media but you would never catch a ryan seacrest doing this shit Mm -hmm. is how i look at it like if he's interviewing someone or even like zane lowe if zane lowe is interviewing someone while they may touch on love and relationships and stuff it's not gonna be at the point of like so who are you sleeping with now Mm -hmm. like and Um, is this song lyric about that person right there it's not going to be all this speculative thing like if it comes about in a natural conversation it does but I think even just from the jump I think the whole standpoint is like even just making people comfortable like Mm -hmm. off rip they made Kalani feel as though they weren't welcomed Mm -hmm. and that made the interview like go left so I think even just being able to provide like a safe space is is something I would like put first and foremost because that's what I would want if I were being interviewed like the safe space to like open up and express myself yeah I think there's a a lot yeah and then you get like better interviews because obviously they feel more comfortable coming out and like talking about that yeah like one of the things I tell people is that as much as I 
detest in a way that Zane Lowe has the position that he has. Mm -hmm. I get it. And it's because he makes people feel comfortable off off rip like Mm -hmm. he has full conversations with them before they even sit down to have a conversation like he's very involved he like are friends with some of these people outside of this stuff like he is a really good interviewer because he makes people feel safe enough to open up like I mean he had Jack Harlow crying yesterday or not crying but talking about how he was crying like and you wouldn't really catch that like those are the things I'm talking about whereas like I feel like a lot of like I said black and urban media and radio don't aim to have those genuine conversations they aim for like a viral moment Uh of the good conversations Mm -hmm. like and I said this too in a video about like how you know it goes back to to even like Wendy Williams like that being just being antagonistic towards celebrities and and black like when we should be uplifting black artists and and especially with the Kalani thing, you look at how that interview went versus how their interview with like Sway or Big Boy or Angie Martinez, like these older people in music media went. And it was just like night and day. Mm-hmm. Like it was just night and day. They didn't really focus on the pronoun thing. They really just asked questions about their album. Like they just were interested in Kalani, the progress that they made in the music they put out, not who they were sleeping with. If that came up, it came up, but like not who they were sleeping with, like not like how they identify and being weird and introducing them. Like it was just a very natural conversation. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's what's missing in a lot of like younger media because admittedly like not a lot of younger people watch Sway and stuff. You have to really be into music to like, or the person that's being interviewed to watch those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's so interesting too, when like they came off the jump, kind of like asking those questions, because it's not like in Kaylani's album, she doesn't talk about, or they don't talk about love or whatever it is like that would have come up at some, you know, like those, those questions that they were asking or whatever. I I always think asking people about specific lyrics is just whack in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Like if you were to talk about the concept of a song, fine. But to be Mm -hmm. like at two minutes and 45 seconds, you said, um, I'm dripping on you. What does that mean? Like, dude, it's, it's, you know what that means. If you ask for like the greater context of the song, okay. But like, it's very like, why are we picking the one song that everyone clearly knows is about sex to Uh be the point of discussion when their song, again, she released a whole song that was about their spirituality journey. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people like it went over their heads and they didn't get it. And it was about like selling, celebrating the people that were here and like honoring the people that Kalani had lost over the last few years, which was a lot of friends. So many, there was just so much more material and you go to, so you and SZA or, and, and, and that just shows to the research that they aren't doing. I know. They're, everyone they're knows that someone Kalani is del- dating 070 shake or Danny. Yeah. Like everyone knows these things. And it's just like, like, are y'all yeah, there's just, and that's and not, like, sure. Yeah. Is some of that information because I'm critically like chronically online. So I just know a lot about, yeah. But at the same time, if you're working at a radio station as a journalist and you at least don't have someone on your team who is chronically online to research those things for you, why are you interviewing people? Mm-hmm. Like there is no prep for that interview. There was no, there was no prep. There was no consideration. There was no respect. And like, then for them to talk bad about Kalani after, after, they, had, they, after left, they had left, yeah, after they were long gone, all this, and they had made the Instagram post about feeling disrespected. Like it's just weak. And then to make it seem like Kalani needed them, like was doing them a favor. No, that like, was dude. the funniest shit. 
Everyone knows that radio interviews are only coordinated on the artist's team because it's dependent on the artist's schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, let's stop pretending like it wasn't an open invite that and that Kehlani's team just didn't need to tell you, hey, I'm dropping an album. I want to come this week. Is that possible? Like, stop acting like, oh, you you asked us to come up here. Like, dude, it's a press run. Like, yeah, duh. Like, hello. It also shows kind of, I was talking to like my roommate Morgan about it kind of shows like how to, how out of touch they are with like queer artists and stuff. Cause Kehlani, like that is, Kehlani is a gay icon. A lot icon, of people's so like, yeah. Like, like and has been for dropped. a long time. Yes. And like, it's just disrespectful. And it just shows that like a lot of like, it, it, I don't even think like journalists have to be the people conducting interviews. There's people who came up online who don't necessarily have journalism degrees, who like understand the art and have studied it on their own time and figured out a way to do it. But like the way they were at, like, they were just acting like bums off the street. Like, and it's sad because I mean, at least I know the dude that introduced them he's been doing radio for a long time. Now the girl, she was like a failed rapper on love and hip hop. So I don't want to hear anything about like, Oh, needing numbers needing. needed. Yeah. Like, Oh, I heard it only sold 21 K your rap career went so bad. You had to pivot though. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear like yeah. that. That's always a, like people always say that as to be a dig as if that's still not 21,000 people who thought enough of Kalani to buy their art and still make them a millionaire. 21,000 people have made them a millionaire. Yeah. Like, I don't really think that, I don't think that's an L in any shape or form. No. And especially like, because Kalani does a lot of other things than just like doing music. Like, no, like- I mean, every Christmas they sell out a show in Oakland at <laughs> like the biggest Oakland space you can rent out other than, um, well, it's gone now, but it was Oracle arena. Like, <laughs> They're like, dude, (laughs) Kehlani's making millions every year off of just random stuff. The amount of people that I know that have Kehlani tattoos, like their impact is so like, it's not even understated. It's, it's very in, in, in your face. If you ask, especially in the queer community, I wish they would just say they don't, they're not tapped in with the queer community. That's exactly, exactly. Next kind of question goes into it though. Um, who are your favorite queer artists and who do you, or who do you feel has like made the most impact for you as a queer person or for just queer people everywhere? Yeah. I mean, I think right now, like some of the most important are like, obviously like Lil Nas X, um, Saucy Santana, like, like, um, I mean, I don't think she counts as an artist, but she's out here. She's making moments. It's Hall Batty with the (gasps) Met Gala behavior. Hall Mm -hmm. Batty is incredible. Yes. Um, Kalani, obviously, I think like some understated people probably like young MA, uh, even though she's on the complete opposite, like end of the spectrum being very mask and stuff. Um, who else? I mean, there's just different people, like even homegirl that's a Dayton G flip from selling sunset now, like, oh my gosh. Yes. Um, like, that's important. Yes. Like that, that whole thing is important. And like, just to see how like she's adapted to dating someone who's non-binary, that's really dope. Like it, Granted, uh, I think her name's Chriselle. Yeah. Chriselle, yeah, it's Chriselle. Granted, like her castmates were weird. Like it, it's really dope. Like, yeah. Um, but other That's musicians, cool. I mean, Sam Smith is out here doing it for the non-binary folk. Um, I wish oh their gosh, music was really more haven't. popular again. Yeah, but... I really haven't actually checked in with yeah. Sam Smith since uh the song with Normani. Normani. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, but like Sam Smith, um, trying to think of some more i mean there's just not as many prominent ones i don't think 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, you always have people that are out here like making music for queers. I know a lot of people would be mad that I didn't say Petras, but she works for Dr. Luke. So I can't, yeah, I can't, yeah, can't do all that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, even Doja Cat. Doja Cat is a minister with women. Like, um, free runway. Is free, free yes, runway? yes. Okay. Um, like, there's a lot of of queer artists. Um, Jordan occasionally is out here. Like, yes. Um, on playing in H and M. H and M. Like their, literally. Um, so there's so many people out here. Like, you can literally find someone that's making music that you like. So I mean, yeah, there's just a lot. Um. Also. Um. Edmund, yeah. there we go. Edmund yes. It's going crazy right now. Yes. Uh, I believe the pronouns are she, her still. Okay. So uh, yeah, I wasn't crazy. sure. So I yeah, wasn't. Gonna, yeah. I love Edmund. We've actually become friends. So, like, oh, Edmund's cool. really dope. It's coming up more and more now, especially as like TikTok with more independent artists. It allows more um, people in the queer community to come up. Big time. Like, what mm-hmm. kind of changes would you like to see for like, queer voices for just respecting queer people or bringing up more queer people like what are just some changes you would like to see I mean I think like the main one is um like I don't know that I, like from my side I would love to see more people that look like me doing what I do mm-hmm. um and I haven't seen as many as I would want to like not as many have popped up I'm kind of sad um it's still like really male white male dominated at that Mm-hmm. still very white male dominated um there's not a lot of queer there's not even a lot of queer men talking about music um in any way really but especially not in like a put together like consistent format it's usually just like flyby content just like oh I made this one-off video about my favorite artist that's a queer icon type thing mm-hmm. so I would like love to see more music commentators that are queer and talking about more queer artists and stuff like that because I feel I know I'm not the only one, but I feel like I'm the only one that has any sort of prominence on TikTok. Yes. And I, as, as cool as that is, I don't like it. Like Mm -hmm. I want to see more people like me, but also in like the music scene in general, like, like I said, like, I mean, I obviously more queer representation, but there has been a lot, obviously like always want more, but like Saucy Mm -hmm. Santana signing to a major label was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, like little Nas X and every like the Grammy situation massive like it it's coming it's a slow drip and it, and it's not it's not all inclusive yet but I think we might get there one day like I do mm-hmm. think we may get there and that's the cool part is that like you can finally start to see it um and even though like he wasn't like out at the time, like, you know, you still had like George Michael who was like laying those foundations and Elton John and like Liberace and stuff like that. So I would definitely like to see more representation, more like more. I, I think for me, it's more people on the back end, like more queer managers, more queer agents, more queer, like uh, queer anything really on the back end, uh, marketing people, like anything on that front would be cooler because I think not only do those people have like fresh and untapped ideas, but it's just like a lot of mistakes that people make these artists make is coming from that. Like I always say that like one of the coolest things about Gunna and why he's been so cool and so many people resonate with him is because he has a team of women behind him. Like mm. most of his team is women. Same thing with Future. Like as as dirty as a dog as that man is, <laughs> he's got at least like three women on his team. So I would love to see people do the same thing, but with like queer folks. And it makes sense because, um, again, like we were talking about in our like in the last episode we did, we brought up the um, who was it? Was it Brie Larson talking about yeah. um, like needing more 
uh, meeting reporters to look like yeah. the world actually looks like. Yeah, and, and not white men giving their opinions on things and stuff like that. I still feel that way. Uh, it's still super important. We've made like very little progress since then. So more commenters, more people that look like you, more queer artists, more representation more queer behind everything. the scenes. Yeah, yes. more Let's queer just all everything. be gay. It's exactly. What are you doing? It's like 2022 or whatever. Exactly. Um, makes no sense. What advice um, or what would you say to people who are like unsure of their identity or just like where they stand? Um, um, I definitely, any- for people like questioning, I would definitely say read. That was the most important thing for me. Read, figure out what feels comfortable for you. And also like, don't feel like you're locked into anything <laughs> either. If like tomorrow you want to be he, she, cool. And the next day you want to be they, them, fine. Like, don't let people feel as though you're not valid, even if you change or if you're fluid or anything like that. And I think um, extending yourself grace is just as important as extending other people grace when trying to like come to terms with like how you identify. Because I think like just as much as it takes time for people to use the right pronouns and things is as much time as it takes for you to get adjusted to that and get adjusted to like feeling like knowing what the next steps are for you, knowing if you want to make any like sort of body modifications to feel better or sometimes Mm -hmm. like sometimes all people need is the body modifications, not necessarily the pronoun change. Like sometimes it's all in body where other people is all in pronouns. Like I feel like finding the journey that makes sense for you is the best way to like figure it out. And like, while other people can certainly give you ideas and talk to you about it, I wouldn't say let them influence your decisions at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And always have an open dialogue with like other people. And if you can't find people that, you know, that are in your direct community, um that could help you or give you advice always look online there's always a community to always be online so yeah that's the main thing yeah I love that and especially the part about like down to one identity just because no. you say you're one thing one day no it doesn't matter say, you can say anything in 10 years you can completely change how you feel I mean if you're not changing as a human being in general every like literally every couple of months honestly then, then I don't really you? think yeah like what are you doing like you're we're we're ever evolving, you're ever changing, and we're always learning new things. So like, why shouldn't those things be applied to how you identify identity and like figuring out what works best for you to make you like feel as comfortable as you can living this shitty ass life? <laughs> exactly. And presenting yourself in the way that makes you feel like you can be heard and be seen like the way that you feel on the inside. Exactly. And- I, like I said, life is shitty enough. Don't go through it feeling uncomfortable too. I love that. That's a great quote. Yeah. Life's shitty enough. Don't yeah. go through feeling uncomfortable. Good oh, quote. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to share? Is there anything I didn't talk about that you want to talk about? No, no. I feel like you covered it all. We always have good okay. conversations. So like, no, I know. I'm chilling. I'm so excited. Thanks and for having I, me again. Of course. I'll always have you on here. It's always Thank fun. Thank you so much. I'll yeah, talk yeah. to you later. All right. See you. This series was so fun for me because after every single conversation I had, I, one, had more insight into my friends and guests and got to hear their stories, 
but it's also like rejuvenated me a little bit. Um, talking with Pablo about the changes that need to be made in the queer community and them just saying like, there just needs to be more there. you know, them saying I'm kind of the only one who does what I do on TikTok that's queer in the big, you know, to the big audience that they have. And so finding more people like that, finding more producers, finding more queer singers, artists, but also behind the stage, whatever it is. So it is really awesome being able to have these conversations. And I hope that you're feeling the same kind of rejuvenation. Obviously, there are things that we need to do. There are um, problems that we still need to solve and we still need to be out there and be represented better. But being able to have these conversations really shows me that we are the generation that cares about that stuff and we're going to make that possible. We're going to make that happen. So yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed my talk with Pablo. I realized that I didn't even have them say they're at. So obviously everything will be linked down below, but you can follow them at Pablo the Don on TikTok. Um, on Instagram, it's at Pablo dot the Don. And on Twitter, it is Pablo T. Dawn. I will have that all listed down below. Please make sure you go follow them um, to hear more about queer non-binary artists and what they think of them and just their hot takes and their new series, little um, fit in tunes, um, little series that they have going on is amazing. They just get dressed to different uh, songs and then put it in a playlist for you. So it's like a daily little playlist curated for you so make sure you go check them out um links will be down below thank you guys for listening to their queer story and i hope that a little part of it sparked a little part in you so yeah i'll talk to you guys next week Bye. Bye.